0: Welcome. We're going to try this all over again. We've been having technical difficulties here at the uh, 50% Facts studio inside the 3rd Street Barbell. Good company. Good company studios has a nice ring. Good company studios. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why it always happens, but technology hates us, and that's life. Um. So, yeah, we're still figuring out, like like – timing for all the things that we have to do and the shifts that we have to cover and all the administrative work that we do in the background and our other businesses that we deal with and uh, life and money and COVID and all that. There's a lot going on of fall 2020. And, and as much as we hate to disappoint you with um, regular content re- release not being where it's supposed to be. We are indeed doing the best we can at the moment. So I I liken it to bowel movements.
1: We would all like to be regular. Yes. Sometimes once a day to maybe even three times a day, I've heard is proper. Yeah. But every once in a while, you want to get down on some fried food or maybe some spicy food. Or for some, it might even be too much fiber. Yeah. In which case, irregularities will occur. Mm-hmm. So we're just in the little blip of like a high-fiber or no-fiber moment. Maybe if we had we didn't get a veggies in, you yeah. know? There's a couple of days we couldn't get yeah. those veggies in, and, and you guys are on this constipation podcast along with us. We will become regular. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables, eat your fucking vegetables. I believe that um, Leonardo DiCaprio, the great Italian philosopher, once said... <laughs> So, we're going to listen to his words, heed his advice, and do the best
0: we can. And that's all we can do. Yeah. That's all. All, we... all day, any day. That is all anyone can do.
1: Now, in the chaos that is world, as Jim mentioned, we have business that we mess with, we have fitness that we mess with. Um, Jim, I, Connor are all. Um, Jim probably the best in in the spectrum here, but we're all into current events. We're into politics. We're, we, we we pay attention to a lot of things in life, and so this podcast is going to be um, a bundle of the of, of these of these topics that we think will relate to every single person. And everyone says, "I don't like to get political," and I I don't really fucking care because whether you want to or not, politics are involved in your life. We're not going to talk about who we voted for or who you voted for. I don't care about those things. Um, but there's a lot of topics that are innately political. Um, running a business, whether you want to be or not, is innately political because there's taxes involved, there's codes involved, your city's involved, your county's involved, your state's involved. Um, and when you have a county, city, state, country involved, there is government that surrounds that in some nature. Now, you can choose to ignore it. You could choose to be highly involved. We don't care. That's why we create a good company, because I don't care who you vote for. I judge you by your personal morals, how you act, and how you speak as a human being. Now, COVID has affected many folks. And again, I don't really care about your opinion on COVID. But I'm not going to tell you mine. No one cares. But it's obviously a thing. It's obviously affected millions of people in one way or another. And we're going to dive into an article that I have not seen. This is kind of like a live react. I kind of like there this, actually. Go. A live react. Uh, Jim's done some research, and he found a, what he thinks is a really good article. I'll be the judge. And uh, how sports in particular, again, you're like, I hate politics. I love football. Well, they're a business within a country, within a state. Within, there's politics involved. So uh, we're going to talk about COVID. How it may affect fitness, and how it may affect sports, how it may affect you, and how it may affect um, the future. Yeah, and Jim's gonna lead the way, and I'll just put in. Uh, you know, actually, we're—I never thought about it this way. Um, but our career together, I am like a color analyst, and you are like a uh, play-by-play. play-by-play. Yeah, that's kind of like the gig, and I that, think that's, that's probably why it works, huh? That's that—that's a good point. Yeah, that's kind
0: of how it works. Maybe that's what actually what we're shooting for in the future. Because somebody would potentially just pay us for that. Um,
1: Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'd be into it. The only thing actually (laughs) going on like business, and we ranted about this so many times, but like you both of us like sports. You know, you're a Kings fan, you're a Giants fan. I love basketball. I love I love football. Um, Although that like sounds so sick, Mm -hmm. the day to day, I don't think I'd like. Because you have to like memorize names and stats. and,
0: and I'm, I, I'm really bad at names. I'm pretty good at faces. I'm yeah. terrible at names.
1: And if I'm really into it, I naturally memorize those mm. things, right? Because you're reading it all day, and you probably know some Giants history because you're a big mm-hmm. Giants fan. But if you have to do it for all these other teams, or you have to do it every day, like you have to know mm-hmm. this by 6 p.m., or like stats I don't care about, or this, you know, or uh, uh, upper management of teams' names and mm-hmm. shit. Like Now we're forced to know those things. I probably wouldn't like it. Although, hypothetically just watching sports and especially as a color analyst where you don't have to be official and you just say (laughs) shit, like that does sound up my alley. Um, well, it looks like
0: he pulled up more, a hammy on that, yeah, that play. Yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter because then, Jim, you'd have to go get the real report from right. the trainer on what actually happened yeah, to his yeah. hammy. I could say I could say his dick blew off. It doesn't and matter. Some,
0: somebody would be talking in my ear and, and telling me this story while I'm trying to listen to you at the same time. And, and Yeah. yeah, That's the
1: other thing. Yeah, and then we misspeak or we say something wrong or we we, we, we give
0: a critique. or uh, I'm problem. getting too old to multitask like that. I just thought I'd throw that out. Yeah,
1: and there's too many feelings you could hurt. I wouldn't yeah. want to hurt the players' feelings or the management. And then he, it's politics again. They'll, they'll fire you because they don't like what right. I say about the shooting guard. And even though I say he sucks because he does suck, yeah. you know, I probably,
0: that's probably why we are podcasters and not radio hosts. That's that's a good possibility. Uh, before we dive into this, I would like to to just say that I have um, major podcast set envy for, for uh, the guys at Massonomics. They did a good job. They did a really good job. They bastards. looked like they spent a small fortune. We just spent a small fortune on a, well, an unsmall fortune on a gym. Those bastards. <clears throat> we spent an unsmall fortune on this room, and it is still not as insulated as I would like for it to be, for both for sound and temperature. We're surviving in here, but a, like last week, it was so cold. Last week? Week before last. It was so cold. You're telling me. It was like, we would be s- sitting here, and our breath would be like clouds. I'm waking up the roosters. I'm clucking the oh, roosters yeah. to wake them hoes up. Yeah. Yeah. So at some point we're gonna we're gonna do an upgrade here, uh, for the actual set. The set itself. The, I think the audio will find a way slowly.
1: Temperature. I'm chilling. Temperature is not so bad. Yeah, and yeah. I know how to fix that without yeah, too much trouble. But. I bought these wool socks off Amazon, sponsored, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Nine bucks. Amazing. Amazing. I feel like an old man. Because they're ugly and they're fucking like off-white and gray. But I kind of like it, too. They're so comfy and they're so warm. You do little things like that. Summer, we'll see. Summer, will tell. But even still, you get a little swamp coolie. Yeah, this will be gorgeous.
0: Two, a couple years ago, uh, last time I was in uh, uh, the UK, I took wool socks. Because, number one, they don't stink. Not at all. And, number two, if you like, if you need to rinse them out, they dry pretty fast. It's not a big deal. Right? Yep. So... Thought I'm gonna wear these. I'm not gonna take a lot of socks with me. This is gonna save me some room. We were trying to do, you know, relatively small, um, like backpack style suitcase, yeah. whatever. So I'll save myself, you know, five or six pairs of socks or whatever it was. We're gone for a couple of weeks. And uh I discovered on not day one, but day two that I am allergic oh, to these socks. I was and gonna I say I cannot stop scratching my feet. And I had to go to um, I had to go to a department store oh, in shit. York and buy the cheapest socks ever. And
1: I was gonna say, why aren't just wool for the trip?
0: Besides that, which I, I don't know how common that is. What's a negative of wool socks? There isn't one. Uh, why don't people uh, rock them? I don't know. There, I mean, smart wool is is pretty comfortable. I don't know
1: what the hell this is, but this is insanely comfortable. It's soft.
0: I'd play sports in these. Like it's a little slippery.
1: But yeah. if you like tie your shoe tight, like basketball, it's a big thing to double sock because you just get blisters. You're always yeah. rubbing against the side. So like a really that's why really thick socks like Nike elites became popular in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to double sock and it's just padded. But these are just like padded already. Mm-hmm. I think I technically bought wool hiking socks. Yeah,
0: that's basically what I'm yeah. into. Yeah, and they yeah. I don't know I don't really see a negative yet. I mean it's I,
1: summer, I, I guess maybe they're warm in the summer or something. Yeah, and but they're
0: they don't get they don't get that hot no. in the summer. They they're pretty breathable. Yeah, your feet are gonna sweat either way. Like. Right. Right, supposed to be good for that. Just too too allergic for me. I'm not allergic to wool, the rest of the time. But on my sweaty feet, it's like so bad. I just remember the wool Yankee
1: episode of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, I don't like fully. I only watched Seinfeld when I was a kid, when it was live, Uh, or not live, but like new, Mm because my parents watched it and it was like good enough for the family you know like mm-hmm. it's not like they're super raunchy mm-hmm. and so i was i don't even know how old i guess 90s to early 2000s <clears throat> i don't even know when it came out and i haven't really watched it because as we talked about i have an issue with watching old things i don't know why The phobia i'm no phobia it's like a it's like a chalk scratch Ooh. that's how i feel sometimes Ooh. i was trying to describe to you when i eat uh what were we talking about chocolate and uh what's the new orleans coffee
0: oh uh, uh chicory the, yeah the the the, the yeah,
1: I've, the gym was the first time I, I, I tried to explain, coffee this, coffee. explain this to him because I knew he wouldn't judge me and maybe he wouldn't understand because I can't describe it well. But there's some feeling I get. It's kind of like a bowl scratch, but like with my intestines of like when I eat certain things. Mm-hmm. And so to simplify it for 32 years, I feel relieved, really. I feel like it was a therapy session. For 32 <laughs> years, I would just tell people I don't like chocolate. But that's not the case. I like chocolate. It just gives me this weird feeling if I eat just chocolate. And uh, where are we going? I, I don't know. Movies.
0: Oh, old movies give oh, me oh, that same, same kind of weird sensation it's where weird. I just like I'm kind of uncomfortable. You're the only uh, person I've ever met with chocolate anxiety. Chikory. It's kind
1: <laughs> of like a. It's kind of like a non because anxiety is revving up. You know, like your heart rate, your blood pressure, everything goes yeah. up. It's a non revved up. It's almost a dumped down an opposite anxiety, I get. Kind of a chalkable low-level. It, it, It's like a... I don't know, dude. I really... There's a couple things. That coffee's one, chocolate is one, old shows used to be one, old movies as well. I've kind of gotten over the movies. Point being, Seinfeld, amazing show. I'd love to go rewatch it. I can't handle it. But there's an episode where they try to switch... Alexander, whatever the actor, Jason Alexander, Jason Alexander tries to switch the whole jerseys of the Yankees to wool. Right. Because he thought it'd be so efficient for the players to be better athletes and comfortable. Right, right, right. And then I think actually they're allergic. Yeah. I think think the pitcher starts itching himself or something. I think he's like fucking itching. I don't know. That was a whole deal. Sorry, I apologize. That's it
0: right there. Yeah. Now onto the article. All right, into the article. So I um I subscribe to the Athletic. I know everybody doesn't do that. It's relatively cheap, and I'm i enough of a sports nut that when I read an article about sports, I want a deeper dive. I want you know. Sure. I want to know what's really going on, and and I can't I can't actually. I don't even feel like I can I can give it enough time to get as much of my money's worth as I as as possible. Just because just don't don't have time to read that much. But yeah, yeah. like for my for my favorite teams, the in depth co- in depth coverage is is just much better than most um, newspaper stuff. I subscribe to a couple different newspapers, um,
1: and I think you're like me where once you. And maybe you've always been like this, but for me in particular, and I've kind of always been like this too, but once you kind of like build your own shit, whether it's content or business or facilities or anything, like you feel good supporting people that do good things. Yeah, and I... You know, like you want to pay for it. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't mind paying... Yeah, me either. A reasonable amount... For someone that I think built something good or does good shit,
0: yeah. And um, a couple of years ago, we um, we stopped getting a newspaper delivered because that was egregiously expensive. Yeah, and we did a lot of digital subscriptions that are just still doing several of them, just a fraction of what we were paying for a, for yeah. a physical paper. And and I just have kept the habit of reading the paper. But anyway, back to the athletic. There's an article from a couple of days ago by Daniel Kaplan. I'll give him the shout out. Thanks, here. Daniel. The uh, the title of the article is Temperature Check, 10 Pandemic Changes to Sports Business that Are Here to Stay. Now, I don't know if I... Some of these things are, had changed beforehand, and some of them I... I'd, it could be a little too early to say that they're really going to stick. I you don't think know.
1: changed as in terms of they were adapting or moving business-wise before COVID
0: even? I think that a lot of what we're seeing, it was trending toward those things anyway. Gotcha. And, and and then you change the whole business condition of the world for a while, and then this is what you get.
1: One that's in my mind, despite I can also make devil advocate arguments, is movies. Yeah. Things were trending to streaming. Yeah. Right, not that movies weren't still doing well in theater. There's always there's always going to be money to be made in experiences, mm-hmm. right? Because we are humans. That's mm-hmm. like you're always going to have a not a niche, but a group of humans that value experiences over things. Um, I'm one. Of, I love popcorn. I love that the seats are cozy now. I love going to a movie, mm-hmm. but um, obviously, pandemic fast forward that and changed it so like going direct release to tv going direct release to netflix wonder woman 84 is coming
0: out on yeah they just announced hbo max i was
1: reading articles on on all the movies that were supposed to come out and how many were literally just like kind of trash canned like they're just done so i think that's something i don't think it'll stick around forever but you could see less movie theaters maybe each city only has like two big ones rather than like 10 or whatever you know like um but i think that's kind of the same idea that it was kind of in this gray area already, we're streaming's so popular, people mm-hmm. people's favorite shit is Netflix series, the mm-hmm. Hulu series, um, and and movies are the sprinkle. Some on the of which
0: are worthwhile, some of which are not. Yeah, well, now they're whipping them out left and right. I think they're just you know throwing on the wall and seeing what, see sticks. what sticks. yeah, yeah. Which there's, you don't blame them. There's probably more content being produced right now than at any time in human history. Maybe, yeah, because of all the streaming services. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, though, uh, number one on this list is paperless tickets, which I feel huh. like is something that had been going on for a while, like a like several years. Like the like the Kings Arena, I yeah. don't think you ever had a paper <laughs> ticket to get into that place.
1: I'm trying to think. I think um I only went there. I don't know. I, I've been to a couple of Kings games. I went. We we had this maybe not the Sweet 16, but maybe the first round of the NC two A playoffs, like two years ago. I went and watched UCLA. Um, and I think because I bought the tickets there, mm. I had a ticket. Um, but yeah, 100% makes sense. Just get a cue code on your phone. Even movies going back mm-hmm. to the movie, like cue code on your phone. One, you save paper, mm-hmm. like you totally useless. Paper. that paper is used for 10 seconds yeah. at a movie. You yeah. buy it at one window and you walk the corner and some of them, even before you go inside, you <laughs> give them a ticket. Talk about a waste. And I'm not that guy to point out, well, your waste is, I'm sure I'm wasteful too. But you literally hold that ticket for 10 seconds.
0: Yeah. Um some places uh, have gone to with movies where you can you put a code on your phone and they can just scan it at the door. Yeah. Some of them have a code, like Cinemarks have a code, and then it k- kicks out tickets. But they're right. little p- little pieces True. of paper. They're smaller than a business card. Pieces of paper. Yeah. Even that though, it seems so weird. <clears throat> and, and I t- get the t- efficiency, t- but you're literally taking it from that front machine, which is self check in, uh-huh. um, to. And you're you're walking. The you're walking 25 feet, yeah. and then you're handing half of it to she, somebody else, and she's
1: dumping it. Yeah, and then it goes in your pocket. And whatever. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I do wonder. So ticket list 100% makes sense, uh, but there's pieces to that because you have to be able to order on your phone. Yeah. Talking about our movie thing, like yeah, all the movie theaters here, uh, you you do like a scantron check in yourself deal, mm. but that's not hands free your touch. You're touching everyone's gook.
0: Yeah, you have to you have to touch the screen right. to get it started. Right. Yeah, so yeah, like. Yeah. And then, and then you scan a QR code off your right. phone, But and it, should it prints, it, and then... Yeah. yeah, they just need apps, which isn't that yeah. crazy for big
1: companies. You do an app on your phone, you choose your movie, you choose your seat, boom, and then you get a QR code just on your phone, check yeah. which which I, I agree with you, probably should be the thing for convenience on the business end. It should be, you know, because businesses end and marketing is all about ease of entry and ease of spending money. They want the user to want to spend money, how to spend money, catch their attention, mm. and then how easily can they check out that's all business fam for those that aren't in this world it makes sense for the movie to do that mm-hmm. but then on the user's end you also want it to be efficient as well <clears throat> you already know you're going to the movie you're not going to a movie theater checking the efficiency of the checkout to 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 well i'm not going to go see you know Wonder right. woman today. Right. Like, it's you, not it's not a it's not a deal breaker yes but so might as well make that shit fast yeah both sides will be happy um yeah, it seems like a no brainer at theater or basketball games as well. Like I'm I'm sure Ticketmaster does have an app. I've never your nationwide. Yeah, they or, do. I There's a
0: Ticketmaster a, app and then like the Kings have their own own yeah. subset yeah, of the ticket. I haven't tried it, but I assume it's decent and I assume it's only gonna get be better. And I agree. this is a no
1: brainer for me is what I'm getting
0: at. Yeah, this seems two thumbs up for me. Pretty easy for me. And like like Costco now, your membership card can be on the app and yeah. you just show it. You know, they scan it, you know, they don't have to touch anything anymore. You can um you can do Apple Pay. I think you can do a tap card there yeah. now too. So it's right? so. And that was in place beforehand. That was not, you know, not new yeah. with COVID, but it carries a little more weight. The digital era, obviously, it's easier to counterfeit things, right?
1: Because some people are so talented, whether it be Photoshop or coding or whatever. But the phone within five years should easily eliminate any need for a wallet. Yeah, probably. Like so. I understand the passport and the driver's license are. Credit cards too though They're all very crucial Mm. And they're very You know Sensitive items With information But there's no way You need to have A fat wallet I like wallets I don't mind
0: Mm. But Hypothetically speaking You don't need a wallet With 20 cards right now you, don't, you you have to travel with your passport, but there's a, um, a free program called, I think, Mobile Pass, where if you are coming back into the United States and, and you need to do the customs form, you can do the customs form on your phone. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, because yeah, you have to take pictures of your passport. Yeah. And it's all, all the information's in there, and it's registered anyway. And But if just, we're doing you know,
1: facial recognition to open your phone, and I don't know, I'm not in this world. As much as I can try to bullshit you guys about marketing business, I, I know nothing about tech uh so i don't know how real that is like i know it's real but i don't know how accurate or safe that is but if again five ten years if they can make that insanely safe and accurate whether it be retina facial recognition thumbprint on Mm -hmm. your phone whatever there's no reason why we can't have a digital passport yeah no i agree with that and Uh, again like everyone you're like keys wallet phone like we should literally be able to... And I know some cars are getting there, but you just start your... If, uh, my car's push start, you know? Like, yeah. I just need my key in my pocket. How is that not my phone in my pocket to start my car? Yeah,
0: it feels like BMW has something like that. Oh, they you might know? now, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mine's,
1: mine's six years old so. or so, and mine's the key one. But yeah, it seems like it's just a chip. Yeah. Yeah, it's a
0: near field. That kind of That's stuff, all. I just don't see negatives. No, I don't either. Uh, number two on this list is cashless venues. And and so we made a decision early on that, yeah. that the gym, the whatever retail that we're doing here and, and memberships and all that stuff is going to be cashless because, well, like, one of them is security reasons, period. Yeah. Like And a lot of places it already started trending that way. And then now, um, I guess early in the pandemic, there was a coin shortage. Yeah, it might even
1: still be going on. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I keep seeing that. I don't know if it's really... Still the case or not. I don't know if it was ever the case. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, uh, now that you prefaced this entire article with a lot of things were kinda gray areaed or happening and then now maybe they're like forced to happen in a way. But cash for so many reasons or cashless businesses, because obviously the economy is a lot different, right? And people are printing out money and fucking throwing stimuluses left and right, it affects the value of the money. Um but in terms of regular consumer to consumer goods. Or sorry, business to consumer goods. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like again, why can't I check out from the grocery store on my phone? Yeah, and you almost can, right? Because Amazon's delivering food or this and that, and credit cards, obviously. But even even five, Apple, years, you can Apple Pay on. Yeah, that, right? five years ago, and you and I were talking about this again for our own business. Five years ago in Canada, every credit,
0: every store was just tap credit card. Yeah. I didn't I didn't and see it. tap and or tap and pin, chipping pin. Yeah, it was yeah. just
1: tap. All everything I saw five years ago in Toronto and we didn't even have tap
0: yet. And now yeah. we kinda do, but not really. Not every card uh, in my wallet has tap. Yeah, but, but Canada did, and not that, you know. And I, I'm a big Apple Pay fan, but I've actually sort of used started using my tap cards when I oh. could instead, because then I don't have to take my mask off to to yeah. get the face oh, idea to work. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to use, like, retinal scan or something uh, thumb, thumb makes sense to me. Yeah, thumb made a lot of sense to me, but, it but, uh, you know, Apple didn't like it in, in, as much. Yeah, for and some I don't know the tech. I mean, some of their phones still have it. Right. But, but you know, just,
1: like, long-term, that makes sense. Yeah. Or, like, a, yeah, I don't know what it would be. Again,
0: I'm not a tech guy, but. <clears throat> uh, number three on this list, athletes off field of business ventures, and the. Give me some details. Yeah Well. I wouldn't have written this this way because really what this is, means is that even guaranteed contracts aren't guaranteed anymore because uh, because games get canceled yeah or seasons get canceled yeah. or whatever and and then uh, that is you know most most of those kinds of contracts yeah. have we the had a dis- act of God force majeure where they can just say no, nah, you know there was a There's a situation that was out of our control, and so we're not paying it.
1: This was a conversation we had, I don't know if you remember, like the first week of building the gym uh, with Chris. Chris brought up, he's like, yeah, but the NBA's uh, uh, guaranteed contracts were the – oh yeah NFL and stuff's not I was like it's it's not I said that doesn't apply to COVID um that applies to if they cut you as a player hey we don't want you on the team anymore or you got injured and we don't want you around anymore I still have to pay you um and that that 100% makes sense to me uh I think that's always kind of been the case in probably sports like baseball or MMA or things where not only are they not guaranteed but the talent pool so vast Mm -hmm. if you're baseball. You're not banking. You know, it's not like you got a, a 500k check a couple times. Like you, you, you don't make that kind of money yet. Right. Um, so I think depending on your age and responsibility and maturity, you probably already have business or something else. Hopefully, you have a. You don't need a plan B, but you got something going on in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, where the NBA is a little different. If you get an, you know drafted as a, a rookie, only 60 dudes get drafted. Right. So you're already like pretty highly sought after contracts are guaranteed besides this act of god mm-hmm. pandemic-y things um and the the the, the rookie minimum still a lot of money right so you you kind of have like more leeway to fuck around in a mm-hmm. sense um where NFL same thing no chance there's too many drafts there's too many options there's too many risks of injury there's risk of injury in all of it um MMA I brought up because there is no union there is no like contract like that um there's no league, per se. Like, there's no league contract. It's a mm. fight-based contract. So a lot of those guys are already thinking. A lot of the lower-end guys, I think, even work, will very least be as, like, a trainer. You yeah, know? they have good jobs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, some of the ladies I know that were in the UFC, and it might have changed more recently, but even over the last three years, like, they had UFC contracts and they had full-time jobs. Um, so I think that, depending on the sport, is already there, yeah. um, sadly. But I, I do think it probably brings more consciousness to every human being in business um like there are things that m- may go absolutely wrong okay. yeah, yeah right like like if you're an ice cream shop you you're thinking like how can i sell the best ice cream and get more customers you're never thinking like there won't be cows that make milk mm-hmm. and then right, right. that's kind of what happened right yeah. you know you're you're not thinking like i won't be able to get milk what do i do now where right. because of the trickle effect of what's happening now, that might be the case in some industries. Mm-hmm. Us, or, or, yeah, we can't find metal.
0: Yeah, how can't why
1: of, we find metal to build a rack to put in our gym because that's all we need,
0: right? Um, or weights or whatever, you know. Uh,
1: so, one hundred percent, that's valid. I think that's probably again always been the case, but it's never been in people's mind because something this drastic hasn't happened.
0: Yeah, well, I think that a lot of a lot of guys, um, uh, they. Don't have any plan outside of being paid to be a professional athlete. Yeah. And um, the ones that that do, that's their plan B or their plan C. And they don't, and and that's supplemental income, or for some of them, it, it can be as much as their contracts, whatever, depending upon how popular they are. But most of the people are not thinking about that as being their sort of base income. And the the deal now is that people pretty much have to um pretty much have people who are professional athletes have to have some other source of income or they could just be screwed yeah you know? and
1: even at the highest level because it's all scalable right because if yeah. you if you make 50 million but you're blasting money left and right and have no backup plan or no investments yeah you could be fucked too which we've heard many stories of very predominant athletes going bankrupt um you know in their 40s 50s uh shout out to our, our homie luau dang uh, for those that don't know uh number one high school recruit in america um, duke player ended up in chicago had a really good run with derrick rose all-star in the nba and i bring him up because um i don't i think he was before the curve like now it's cool to be an entrepreneur all of a sudden in 2020 um but he he actually retired this year but he probably got drafted in like he's around my age shit probably like 2007 he probably got drafted ish around that year um and uh he's always done that and he he got paid very well because he was a very successful nba player but he's always been into real estate and so he dove into that during his career, he surrounded himself with good people, and he's always found ways to always not only be like a philanthropist and, and spend his money and his energy outside of the court, but also as a business guy. Right. And again, it, it's to scale. You know, what me and Jim are more talking about are the rookies that never really make it or the prospects that never make it or get injured or, you know, God forbid something terrible happens in their life but there's always opportunities for anyone and again i think that goes to nurses mm-hmm. right nurses make a good amount of money in the scale of life yep how do you spend how do you save 10 percent a year and put that towards something oh shit the oh shit plan or the mm-hmm. b plan or something else that makes money mm-hmm. um skip one vacation a year to invest into something skip you know uh, i think that's i think that's a good idea for a lot of folks
0: uh, Lou hit the the association in o four o five. No way,
1: Lou! You're so old, bro. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's thirty four. Do you have his age?
0: Uh, I thought he was closer uh, to my
1: age. Maybe he's older. Maybe he's thirty six.
0: Thirty five. Okay. Okay. So he's a thirty five and two hundred and eighteen days. Oh, so it's his birthday Happy birthday! He was born bro. in nineteen eighty five.
1: So, oh, okay. So yeah, he's three years older than me. That makes sense, because then I was a freshman or sophomore in oh four oh five. Yeah. I think
0: he did one year, or two years at Duke. The the math kind of adds up. Yeah, yeah, he was nineteen his first. Uh, yeah, dude, that's young. His first year in the association, as it were. Um. So, I mean, that's a a lot of us. It, this is sort of the. Um, the uh, the professional sports version of of socking away money or having a sure. you know for you know six months of rent or whatever or six months of mortgage payments or whatever yeah. that because you know, the that we're supposed to do but a lot of people can't do because it's cause it's, you know, it's difficult and they don't make enough money to do anything but live paycheck to paycheck yeah. and it's yeah challenging so if you, times
1: if you live in California your mortgage is too high. Yeah. you know like it's a easier to do in the midwest it's yeah, easier yeah. To going back to the sports athletes the other thing that popped in my head is i think in the 80s 90s and even early 2000s the way they quote-unquote diversified was sponsorships ads and spokesman deals right so they would make extra money being on a head and shoulders commercial but again with a pandemic like this those things might not even happen right right like all these things you know like this is such an unprecedented time and thing in history especially in the modern digital Mm -hmm. era that everything's so affected you don't plan for this right because you plan you plan for hopefully nba guys plan i sprain my ankle i get cut oh yeah. shit but how do i how do i sprain my ankle and then now nike's not selling shoes and then you know the, the, now there's all these things that that could really affect your income so i guess even more like jim said like the mortgage six month rules yeah. little stuff like that the save 10 percent per paycheck rule like little finance tips you could just google also be more diverse than maybe even two things Maybe you got to dip your start to dip your toes in twenty twenty you know twenty twenty one in like three things, and they don't all have yeah. to be six figure incomes. But little baby, even if it's a savings account and you're making point five percent on it, right. that's
0: better than you know nothing. Right. Um, moving on to the next point, uh, remote TV production. Oh, which is one of those things that they discovered uh, just works really well. This isn't an- saves a lot of money uh period
1: this isn't so in the beginning i was just watching whatever because uh we hadn't started actual manual labor on the gym we were just doing discussions on Mm -hmm. the contracts and Mm -hmm. business things so i spent a lot of time watching tv and uh like jimmy kimmel or whatever the fuck i don't even know who's on anymore those guys started doing it from home right is that what you're talking about no because that was so janky (laughs) i was gonna say that's i'm against this rule because it felt like like the production we have here, and not that this was cheap, this cost money, but this isn't on the
0: level of ABC and no. Fox. No, no, no,
1: and their shit looked like they were filming it on their so- cell phone.
0: Yeah, well, and largely they were. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a lot they... of them ended up with like little studios in their houses or whatever, or but some of them were filmed on a freaking iPhone. You yeah, know? how
1: could they not get like a at least a thousand dollar? Yeah,
0: you would think. Yeah, I don't know. They they just I don't know.
1: Yeah, Twitch streamers had better production than I. Me.
0: I don't know. But uh, no, what we're talking about is when they send a whole crew of, of people with cameras and all this stuff and the commentators to the venues. Gotcha. And what they're talking about now and is, is happening now is that local companies come in and do the shooting. Oh, yeah. They send the live signal to a studio Someplace, and then the commentary comes from the the uh, from the feed yeah as opposed to the the commentators actually being at the venue, yeah. and that the you know network is not sending as nearly as many people yeah to the venue you
1: just do like independent contractor ish work
0: right um <laughs> makes sense <clears throat> talking last week a week before to uh my friend Michael Fahey on his way back from the last WPO, which they streamed to uh, Facebook Live as opposed to um, doing ESPN 3 just because it was a bit, much bigger distribution possibility. But he invested in a bunch of live stream stuff and he said, you would not believe the number of people that are looking for local uh, live stream production. Yeah. Um, it sort of it makes sense. It does to me. Uh, yeah, 100%. And,
1: and it, Which is cool to me because then... I'm just a fan of, like, kind of authenticity in production if I'm going to watch anything. Like, even the news itself, and obviously there's a lot of things we could talk about the news in 2020. But um, one thing is I've never enjoyed it because it always felt fake. Mm. And I'm not saying fake news, fake news, but it always felt like, a, you know, like, hey, Mike it's, here. It's
0: all, it, there's a little bit of a of a veneer on everything an
1: overproduced version and obviously again we can go into a million ways about how we feel about the media and how many of you might feel about the media wherever you sit on this spectrum that is crazy life but the truth is that it never felt authentic to me mm. it never felt like storytelling mm. and that's really what news is right you go and find a story and then you tell me the story because I couldn't be in Washington DC right. or wherever and so that's why again I'm a fan of podcasts and that's why I'm a fan of YouTube and Twitch because you get not only to get a feel for the authentic creator mm-hmm. but hopefully whether the story's right or wrong you get an authentic version of their story or right. their production or their perspective and again i'm not saying everything obviously that we say is fact (laughs) um but what i'm saying is that i'm honestly telling you it yeah no one's feeding it to me and i'm not trying to butter it up for you right and so doing something like that almost feels like whatever tv or news might start to go there you know what i mean in a way it might be slightly more authentic if you get a local production crew doing a local thing well
0: possibly you know what i mean yeah that's kind of exciting to me well, they also might get used to shooting. Sure, uh, you know particular venue. I guess is really what right. comes down so to a better an angle or yeah. a better a better right. vibe of it. Right. Um,
1: I don't think I don't think there's a negative
0: to it. I, I don't think that I, that's something I can't imagine that uh, that it won't keep going. Um, it, in part because of just the cost, because yeah. it's you know efficient. Yeah, tremendously more efficient. Uh, number five on this list: venue cleaning, and that's uh, it, here's the deal. Yeah. I, like the first major league park that I ever went to was Candlestick Park. Yeah. It was a toilet bowl. Yeah. They had a real challenge keeping it clean until the sort of current Giants ownership took over and they, they started upgrading things. And it was still not a good facility. It wasn't necessarily clean. It wasn't comfortable, all that stuff. And I think that... That cleanliness, that comfort, all that stuff—that's what gets people for sure t- to keep coming back. For sure, you know it—it it, it creates an, a whole experience. And every when you see all of the, um, all the entertainment that is like, you know, between between plays or between downs or you know whatever, yeah. and, and or baseball at at, at um, change of inning and or, or whatever—they're uh, really selling a full entertainment experience yeah and the extension of that is like are you comfortable in the place
1: i haven't been to a lot of parks recently obviously one because of this year and then two i just haven't traveled but um
0: something i do like to go and i've I've done
1: it over the last 10 years of traveling for work is like if i know there's a basketball game in town or something I'll, i'll hop in so i was lucky enough i went to a toronto cavaliers game when i was doing you know kaizen work with omar in toronto i just snuck off to a playoff uh-huh. game and uh in boston i was on a trip and i snuck to a celtics game and something i've noticed too is um along the lines of that and along the lines i think of what i look for in experiences is um like culture and authenticity and so i think uh, going to our arena here uh they did a good job of like making it look modern and clean mm-hmm. the inside's clean kind of like you said like the article but also like the whole experience of like local food inside our our arena in particular only has local food inside like you can get a hot dog but like every big food place is a food place in sacramento yeah um which i think is super cool even la went to a couple games luau games with jacob and same thing they're starting to get a little bit more different food in there it's not just like hot dog popcorn only right um and i think that all meshes together one i think it's better for the business itself but everyone's trying to upgrade that experience like Mm. you said marketing business and as every little company's leveling up, you gotta step up your game or you're gonna get eliminated. You know? Mm-hmm. So um step one is be fucking clean. Yeah. And exactly. Going to gyms and, and how much we've talked about our business model versus other like stereotypically powerlifting gyms are based on niche and niche equipment. Mm-hmm. That's all it does to make a powerlifting gym. You got a deadlift bar, you got a squat rack you're now a powerlifting gym um and because there were not many of them people got away with making money or having members and just not caring Mm -hmm. chalk everywhere spilt shit everywhere pee everywhere dirty bathrooms doesn't matter um i think for every business step one is presentation um yeah and step one of presentation is cleanliness and yeah. since you, you know, our team went so far with what we want our presentation to be like in terms of branding, story, experience, not only online, but especially in person, cleanliness has to be covered. It doesn't matter. Disneyland's a great example.
0: Yeah, Disneyland is a really good example. So they go to
1: the hundredth oomph percent yeah. of experience based on environment and based on scents. Each little town, they're blowing a different scent at you. each, you know? Mm-hmm. So of course, step one, like I think a, a gum's illegal there, technically. They don't want uh, you to chew gum Possibly, there. yeah, because uh, it's difficult to
0: get gum right, off And they'll everything.
1: clean it, obviously, if they find it, but that place is spotless. Yeah. Um. And so if you want to be somewhere on that spectrum of storytelling and whatever, and everyone's like, well, I'm just going to the gym to lift weights, that's fucking fine. Um, but no one wants to get staff. No. And no one wants to stare at an ugly wall. Right. I don't care if that's priority one for you or if it's priority 1000 for you as a lifter or gym experience it's on your list
0: yeah it, <laughs> it, yeah I, I think that um, a venue being dirty or a gym being dirty or whatever doesn't add positive things to the experience right uh, f- as far as I'm concerned right. that you can't get from other other ways it does uh, yeah. having a dirty gym is not a, a hardcore thing and, and and now you just can't right now it's it's <clears throat> people won't stick around. And y- you shouldn't have in the first place. You shouldn't have in the first because place because of yeah. staff and because even the flu
1: and because of, it's yeah. just gross. There's yeah. bodily fluids going on and it's just yeah. gross. Um,
0: and th- this comes. This actually comes back around to to powerlifting meets. Like every powerlifting meet that I've ever been to had disgusting bathrooms, yeah. and I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't know. It, that one's a little harder, just because it's an influx of grossness, right?
1: Right? right, you got you, you, at a gym, you know, you got like a group of ten, you got a group of twenty, you got a yeah. group of thirty coming in and out
0: all day, and you can kind of clean. Mm-hmm. At l- meets, sometimes there's a hundred grossness. Yeah, just popped I, up. that's why I think like porta potties yeah, as gross as porta potties can be, There's still your inside of your facility is not covered with pee. Guys yeah. just don't have good aim. How I is swear that? to God, we're gonna get. Uh, oh, we should make a tool
1: that you like. Get like a. You get like a scope. <laughs> You get like an ACOG scope for all my Call of Duty boys, and you put it on the top of your pinor, <laughs> you know? And maybe it's like a laser or a like laser. Laser. Uh, you know like what? Like a laser aim, and you strap it to the right of your thigh and then like wrap it around your pee-pee, huh. and then you can kind of see where it's about to go before you go. Like
0: hip fire for all my gamers out there. It's like a hip fire play. The uh, A thing that actually makes a difference, and you can order these things on Amazon, is you get uh, fly stickers. I've heard fly stickers apparently... That giving giving dudes anything. a target yeah anything yeah
1: that literally just shows that men never grow up and we're all we're just child monkeys yeah like like he that I forgot the study but it's like seventy percent more cleaner when you yeah. put like a little target in there yeah yeah no we're they're just all over Europe I,
0: that, that's actually the first place I ever saw them was in Europe yeah we're just fucking children they're a little more evolved there for whatever reason uh, number six is playoff expansion and this is something obviously uh, specific to to the major sports and uh, it's one of those things i can imagine that uh it will stick around because it's it creates more um high interest content what's expanding um give me an example nfl is mlb nba and nhl expanded their playoffs in their pandemic seasons and NFL has agreed to if necessary by cancellation of games.
1: Oh, I know the NBA did like kind of a round robin wild card ish yeah. tournament before and the placing. That kind of, that's cool. Um I as a basketball fan, I'm kind of for tradition in that sense. I don't mind. I don't think it hurts, you know, because then the issue with a lot of sports and this is the big critique of baseball and basketball having such long seasons is that Mm -hmm. each individual game doesn't carry as much weight. So maybe the players, the fans and the coaches don't take it as seriously or care as much. You get lost in the numbers, right? Because you just need to be, you know, you just need to win 50 games. You don't need to win tonight's game. Mm -hmm. Um, so around robin does turn up the heat a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it does get complicated with how impactful it was. It just worked out this year in the NBA because the West, Co- West Coast Conference was so close. Seats, you know, eight guys go to the playoffs from each coast, and the West Coast, you know, like 11 through 8 or 7, were like one game apart. Yeah. So that turned the heat way up, and then everyone played really well. I think everyone would play really well anyways because these guys are – Good at what they do and when the, they know pressure're they supposed to be professionals but
0: you can see particularly basketball games sometimes sometimes baseball games and very occasionally football games where there's so many so fewer of them yeah. that 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 you know letting your foot off the gas is it's is so easy. less likely but basketball they, there can be games where teams just do not click at all they seem like yeah. they need to go you know have a nap and not actually it's, play and everyone just dumbs it down
1: like you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport like it's not that man like even like even me my high school basketball team was really good a couple years and you're going up against a team that last game we shit on them by 80 points yeah, I'm not going to be as focused.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Or if you think you have no chance of winning. Right. You're just not going to be as interested. Um, yeah, like, I'm not going to put myself out there, potentially injure myself layer that, for a game that we were not going to win anyway. A billion percent. My individual stats and in th- for this one game don't make that much difference.
1: Layer that with the travel that they have to endure. Leave they, Some of them leave. Right. Like, you guys don't think about it, and you guys are whining waking up to your puppy barking at 6 a.m they'll play a game until like 11 then they got to do press conference for an hour because it's mandatory then they got to pack up go to their hotel get their shit together and they're on a flight at 2 a.m changing time zones and have to play tomorrow yeah like you layer that in with politics of the business their contracts their personal lives which we all have that cause stress and then inner team drama or or whatever's going on Mm. like there's a lot of emotional and physical stress that happens to be a professional athlete there's a reason certain guys are at this level and we're not all at this level because they can endure that even going from high school to college basketball in like doubling how many games you play in a season it's overwhelming you're like high school basketball if you go deep in the playoffs and you got a busy schedule you're playing maybe 30 games maybe in college minimum 30 40 games like no playoffs no tournaments you know and so now you level all that up you're playing multiple times a week you have high college like there's always things that add stress that mentally or physically won't allow you to be your best Mm -hmm. so i actually i don't know it might be a topic still but i i thought this was going to lead to shortened seasons conversation uh, on the list because uh, that is the next is actually yeah. oh good there see I segued it I haven't even there, read this n- article nice, nice segue because even the NBA I think they're going to try they are starting on the 22nd this year but I think they have a 72 game season which actually really isn't that much less because no, I think they play 82 nice yeah. and normally they start in October or November instead of in December so it's not that big of a difference but um, I thought that's been a conversation for baseball and, and basketball for a long time I thought COVID that might be like the button to change it
0: yeah the, the baseball season season wasn't long enough this year as far as I'm concerned but on on the flip side of that um, they've been talking about reducing the number of games maybe back to the what it, what it was before you know I don't know the 40s or yeah. whatever they expanded the um, the the schedule if you if you cut the schedule, the the, the uh, regular season schedule, and you expand your um, playoff schedule, yeah, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, that's not the worst idea. Huh?
1: Yeah, and, and even from like a sports fan, there there's arguments to be made on both sides. Like what we were talking about, there's guys that are tired physically, mentally, slack off or mm. push it. There is something to being a champion of a league because you won that marathon. Right. And so you have many sprints within that marathon, and if your team, especially I feel like baseball, where like, it's a team sport, but it's not a team sport, but it's a team sport. And so you have different pitchers managing that, handling your your farm team. There's It's like more of this strategy mm-hmm. that has to go on for so long. And how well does your click glue and how hot can you get at the right time as a unit mm-hmm. plays such a role that that marathon does make sense. Um, and financially, it probably does too. You know, like the more games, the more tickets, the more jerseys, the more food, the more TV deals. Yeah. Um, so, I can see fans wanting both. Yeah. It's just hard to be so engaged in a random basketball
0: game in February,
1: you know, where two teams are just kind of
0: running. Yeah. So, uh, this specific thing about this is changes in collective bargaining agreements to account for shortened seasons. And, yeah. I, and I think that, that, you know, I think we sort of touched on that before. And I think that that wraps around the whole issue of um, outside business ventures for yeah. professional athletes. Uh, the next one up uh interactive concessions and what they're really talking about is like uh, mobile ordering yeah which is something that the arena here has had for a while a lot of a lot of venues have that now not all that new all the way to um uh, there's a concession area at mile high stadium where they uh Customers gain entry with their credit cards, choose their stuff, and leave, and they don't interact with a person. That sounds like an amazing
1: buffet experience. <clears throat> yeah,
0: and and I know that Amazon is trying to do that in in certain areas with certain um, types of you know kind of pop up stores or small yeah. smaller venue stores. Yeah, and I can see that because like I don't know. I mean i i got I got happy when I was talking earlier about the fact that Costco the membership card is on there. Why isn't everything? Yeah. potentially on that stuff so that you're not, you don't actually have to deal with anybody. And I feel like I go to Home Depot now and I feel like I work there because most of the time yeah. you check yourself yourself sure. out and if i'm buying something complicated and something buying in, in bulk or whatever and i'm gonna to have to put in numbers or whatever i don't do that I just bake them. but i, I feel think, like i worked there
1: yeah. i feel like there's a combo of all these technologies that are already kind of being used and you refine them and do them on with a purpose and this could be an amazing experience like kind of fun too mm-hmm. i love buffets obviously some of them can be gross if you go to cheap one but like a nice buffet in vegas or something has like a cool thing to like one they theme it well and mm-hmm. they make the experience well but like all of it's good. There's different sections, and they look different. But but the basics, right? The self-checkout at like a Home Depot or even a grocery store, which mm-hmm. is very popular now. Um, the next, like some kind of buffet-ish Whole Foods where you put your uh, food in a box, and it's sold by weight. Yeah. That comboed, and then the last combo is the mini bar to hotel where they censor when something is removed. Right. Right. But whether it's by weight or by size of Snickers bar right. or, or rum bottle on the thing. Right. You combine somewhat of those three things and you maybe have stations, maybe there's a closing door and there's only like one person in there allowed and there's all this food and you kind of grab and then by weight of you or by weight of what you took, then you go into the next room and you, so you start with like salads and you build your salad in this room mm-hmm. and then another door closes and opens and then you go into the the entree room and you kind of fuck around and then you go to the snack room, then you go to the dessert room and the drink room or something like, I think it could be cool, it could be clean, mm-hmm. it could be kind of fun. It does obviously, you know. There's always these discussions of it eliminates human interaction, which we all need. But COVID's stopping that, so we'll find a way around that. It it takes away some jobs, perhaps the concession jobs, and and and. But you know, there's arguments to be made. It builds jobs on the back end, the repair guy, the chef in the back, Mm -hmm. whatever. So I think maybe it all balances out. Um, I'm all for innovation. I'm in for innovation. There's always ups and downsides, but seems like a lot of these do have
0: upsides yeah it seems like that there are a lot of upsides um the next one i'm not sure about honestly it's health checks um temperature yeah. checks and health forms are now standard for getting into events that accept fans the, the you know yeah. but there's a lot of you know like fanless um um competitions going right. on at this point right uh uh, the thing about the temperature checks is that like if you have a fever, you shouldn't be going to anything. But it sure. doesn't necessarily mean you have COVID. And not having a fever doesn't necessarily mean you don't have it. Right. And so I get it. I, I feel like I feel like it just seems obvious. If you're if you have a fever, don't go to the thing, you know? But but yeah. that's not how people that's not how everyone thinks, I guess. But I don't know if that lasts. And then the the last line is is about um you know, proof of COVID ne- vac- yeah. vaccination. So that's I don't what think I was going to bring. That's going to happen. I don't I think,
1: think so. it's already been announced. Yeah, I don't think it's really going to happen. So, uh, two yeah. things that pop into mind is that I think Ticketmaster announced that they're going to require uh, the vaccine to go to their events. Really? Yep. I think I believe it's Ticketmaster. Um, and I know that's pissed a lot of people off. And, you know, we'll sprinkle in politics here. I'm somewhere in this, you know, moderate libertarian ish world. And so, I see it both ways. Like, it's a private company. They can do what they want. And if you don't want to use their services, you can choose not to use their services. So that's where I see that. Yeah. Obviously, when the government gets involved or something of that nature, mm-hmm. I'm we'll push I, back a little harder. I had the same conversation with a friend recently. So again, private property, private company, you're using their services. Mm-hmm. You go by their rules. Yeah. Um, the other one, what was uh, the main thing here? Oh, checks at the door. I, You know, I think sadly, COVID has proved to us um, how out of touch people are with themselves yeah, and how out of touch they are with their neighbor. Um, and whether you're religious or you consider yourself a good human, I think everyone wants to consider themselves a good human. Mm-hmm. Some people do, some people don't. Maybe they walk that line. We all have uh, you know, self-esteem issues, but everyone wants to be. You should care about your neighbor. And neighbor meaning... Other humans, right mm-hmm. whether again you believe in the Bible and it says, "Love thy neighbor," they don't mean the person that lives next to you, right they mean other humans yeah. um, and I try to avoid by that or the golden rule treat yeah. others how you want to be treated um, and even if you are deep down a sociopath, like th- there's only there's only like one percent of you you know so like I know that's not the case here yeah they're not ruining all this for all of It's actually not people that are diagnosably fucked up, right because that's such a small percentage on the yeah. bell curve like literally scientifically speaking but that's been the rule forever you're sick you don't feel good mm. don't go to school don't go to work don't go in public minimally go grab your medicines your liquids go home one because you'll recover faster and two you won't spread the flu the cold the measles whatever chickenpox whatever the fuck you have that's just like human decency um and maybe people are just so out of touch physically with their bodies which could be the thing. People might not know they have fevers, and I know that sounds dumb, but people don't know when they're injured. People don't know when they're hurt. Everyone thinks yeah. they have a back injury. Ninety percent of you motherfuckers don't have a back injury. You're just out of shape and weak. Yeah. Like that's literally it. You lay down too much. You sit down too much. You don't your back hurts. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you your back doesn't hurt, but you don't have a back injury, right? You're just out of shape. You're you're fat and you sat on a couch for five days straight. Yeah, your back's gonna fucking hurt. It's not supposed to sit in that position. So I'm not that surprised that people may not know they have a fever. I'm ultra sensitive and fucking I know because I try to feel good. I, w- yeah. I work really hard to feel good. So when I don't feel good, I know I don't feel good. Yeah.
0: No, I, I've had a fever like once in the last 10 years and it That's was pretty good. like, yeah. Um, but I knew it. Yeah. I knew it at the time. Yeah. But the flip of that, and we're going to get mildly political for a second here, is that a lot of people have jobs, where they don't have sick leave. Yeah. yeah. So no, they for push sure. forward and go for sure um, when they probably shouldn't. So uh I would like to propose instead of all yeah. all of the kinds of uh, of. Uh of restrictions that we're seeing right now, that we actually give people sick leave yeah. so that they stay the fuck home yeah. when they're sick. It is just like, complicated. That would make a huge difference. How it, would that not make a huge difference?
1: Yeah, it is just politically complicated because again, like I agree with you, but then there's those ripples. It's right? not a handout either. No, they're
0: sick, no, stay no, home. No, but then it goes for the, to the, for the good for the good of everybody. <laughs> right, stay at home.
1: But then it goes down to the ripples of uh, the I think the code that even just passed here in California, where um, independent contractors.
0: Yeah. Well, how are they getting sick leave? Because they're independent contractors. I think. Uh, you know what I mean. Right? The, considering the the health care costs that the government bears. Yeah. And the 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 issue of of spreading communicable stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, right. To me, it's a my point is that, that
1: not everyone's an employee, right? Or, or when you own right, your own but business. But
0: yeah, but 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 something that we're missing is is uh, the kind of connection to the safety net that entrepreneurs
1: should have. Uh, No, I'm not saying we should or shouldn't. I'm just saying that it's more complicated than... Yeah, sickly, it's more complicated yeah, because we have these independent contractors. But it doesn't have to be. I, no. So complicated. I just don't think it's like a one year fix. No, no, Even I if people, no. even if we could get everyone on the same page that everyone says, like, yeah, everyone should kind of be able to take off work and not go starving. Yeah. Because um, on that basics, right, I think most people can agree. Hey, yeah, you have a fever. It would help everybody if you stayed home, not only the sick people you're serving at your restaurant yeah. uh, or the not sick people you're serving at your restaurant, but your own health. Yeah. Um, Two over there, yeah. How do the entrepreneurs get it? How do the business owners get it? How do the independent yeah. contractors get it? It's just it's just hairy. Uh, I don't disagree by any means, um, but I do wonder the percentage, honestly, because I, I, I'm sure there is a percent that needs to go to work or that's just hard-headed and like a perfectionist and goes to work, yeah. uh, opposed to people that just don't take care of themselves, don't know they're sick. Uh, or don't care Sadly about other people Yeah I, I, I would agree I would think that That percentage is uh, Even though I don't want to Is higher Potentially <laughs> You know Potentially. what I mean I, I hate to say that But I just think people suck <clears> And <throat> they don't think about Common decency Pe- a- People don't even cover their mouth When they sneeze
0: pre-COVID Yeah no, that's You true. know what I mean That's true Sneeze, cough, all that stuff Just
1: cover your fucking Put it in your shirt Yeah And people don't even do that
0: Yeah No No I agree that There's a basic uh, Lack of um, Yeah I don't know banners yeah i guess no people suck sanitation you guys suck hygiene not you guys listening but probably people you know people people you know everyone listening is
1: probably very courteous and you guys are probably lovely folks but everyone you know probably sucks your friend joe he sucks yeah he probably doesn't cover his fucking mouth and now look where we are because joe didn't cover (laughs) his fucking mouth and went to mcdonald's while you sick now look at us here we are here we are
0: The final thing on this list, although there may be some some other things that we'll throw in here, is limited media access, and that's one of the things I don't care about that that much. You know, like locker room access stuff. I don't necessarily want to hear what an athlete says right after a a game because number one, it may not be that articulate, and number two, there's no reason why it can't happen after they've like finished up in the locker room and they they yeah. go and do a little media availability afterwards. It, th- I do wonder how much of that is driven by the
1: clickbait media, talking about, you know, <laughs> the media earlier and on how skewed it has become because it is based on money. It's a business. Yeah, At the yeah. end of the day, every business number one goal is how to make money and for a lot of media places how do you make money you get more eyes on you and so i wonder how you said like they're tired they're exhausted now they're trying to recount they're 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 sleep deprived because of the things we talked about earlier they're in a hotel last Mm -hmm. night they just flew in today and they're now in a different time zone Mm -hmm. it's they don't know what time it is and then they try to interview them 10 minutes after Mm -hmm. and are they just waiting for them to talk shit on the other team Mm -hmm. are they just waiting for them to say something stupid about their coach are they waiting for them to um insult a referee and get fined are they is the media banking on that i would probably say yeah you know they're trying to get that first tweet out hey lebron james said his coach is a dumb shit you know they're trying to get that out there because they'll get the viral story Mm. and how many people true sports fans just want to hear lebron james analysis of his performance after he can catch a breath
0: yeah but i (sighs) count. I just don't. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. It's the only one of those things yeah. that doesn't matter to me. I don't. I don't need to see it. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's I, not I, critical, and it solves an issue that has been going on forever, and uh, that is um, uh, female sports journalists access to yeah, locker rooms to locker rooms. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? Why don't we just not have anybody in the locker room?
1: It is a little weird to think about because that is where they live. I mean, they're not at home.
0: Yeah. It is kind of weird. Uh,
1: Dude, girl, I don't really care. Sexual orientation, I don't really care. It's just kind of weird for you. It's weird for you to come in my living room while I'm cooking breakfast yeah, or, or in your bathroom me, while you're taking yeah, you know to ask you know? me a YouTube question or some yeah, shit just
0: like step out of the shower and you, you've weird. got a towel around your waist and you've got to yeah. answer a question I feel like that's somebody. less popular now though I feel like it is too yeah. but it's one of those I don't things think a rule never made a lot of sense no it me. doesn't
1: really either and I and and, and uh, honestly the the other end because I just play devil's advocate in my own head shows you guys where how my brain works Just like you do want that authenticity too like that's why I don't mind the quick interviews or like they're literally walking off the court and the fourth quarter buzzer just went off and they kind of ask them hey you know how'd that game go or how's that last shot you do kind of want to capture the moment in a way um but i agree with you it's not like critical i don't know i don't know because sports so much is just like everything else it's about the story and, and there's people out there mocking you know the stories we tell or the branding that we do because but that that's how you create. That's how you connect with other humans is telling a story. I could easily just tell Jim like, yeah, I went to a Waldorf school. Mm. I could just say that. Or we could connect over the stories of it and how your son went there and, and how mm-hmm. his experience was and my experience and how I am not embellish that story but fill out that story, give it color, yeah. and then that's how we connect as humans because your memories are now matching with my memories and my stories, and we're like, oh, we connect through that. Um In sports, I think that's why it captures people. It's not literally like put ball in hoop that people love, right? It's the story of the the guy that that didn't get drafted out of college. It's the guy that that didn't get – he had his ankle busted. His dad just died, and he scored 40 points tonight, right? Like, we like the sport. It's fun to play, and we play it, and we have nostalgia. But it's all these things. So I don't know what that balance is. I agree they probably don't have to be in their towel sweaty, drippy, but – and I don't even know what rules changed with COVID. It, it, what I don't like, and I know they have to do it, is they're interviewing in basketball like six feet away with a boom pole. And because <laughs> they're trying to yeah. keep the distance, I'm like, dude, this just feels awkward. It would be better if you just like gave them an earpiece and disappeared. Like, yeah. why are you trying to film both of you so far apart from each other? Just do a little Skype interview. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, there, it's, it's been like Zoom yeah. stuff lately. Uh, this, uh, this article points out that. Uh, that the kind of situation that we've seen during COVID is actually what is typical in European soccer. Oh. European soccer, they don't do locker Booker room, room intervie- yeah. interviews. That makes sense. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. But uh, and just how many times have you seen somebody in a in an immediate post game interview in a locker room say something that was. Yeah, of course important yeah yeah or most or, of the time you don't
1: no i think that's why i think it is media driven based on controversial things they're trying to get them tired yeah, they're yeah, trying so to get a, them to it's a gotcha situation yeah, they're yeah.
0: looking for something yeah. for them to say something yeah. controversial so that it can you yeah. know that it can drive clicks and yeah. and you know the news cycle or whatever um well that's the end of the article i i want to just talk for a minute about how how does um powerlifting and, you know, weightlifting competition and strongman yeah. go forward. I know that they've been been doing them in some venues, yeah. some states, and I don't know what the outcome of that has been. I don't know if it's been, if it's uh, if people gotten sick afterwards. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. But it, I I do think in the scope
1: of the sports, and obviously we're talking about the most popular sports in the world when we're talking baseball, football, soccer, um, and at the highest level, NBA. Right? We didn't even touch on high school. Right. We didn't even touch on college, college, which are which are you know even my high school games. Like I don't know, we probably had a thousand people in there one night. Yeah. We had to pull bleachers and we had to rent bleachers. It was a hyped game, you know, and like we, we got some fans in there. You know, we try to play hard and, and you get some exciting things. And A thousand people in a pretty small high school arena is a lot of folks. Um, I think strength sports have a couple benefits. One, we're not popular. It's not much of a spectator sport. Yeah. Even the biggest powerlifting meets you and I have been to is crowded. Yeah. Um, but they're indoors. You can find ways to adjust that. Mm-hmm. If it's that popular, you could build outdoor space. Shout out to the boys at Cavite and Kilos who put on their meet like under the freeway over here, mm-hmm. pretty close by. And that looks really cool. They do a, a nice weather, you know, a fall here in Sacramento mm-hmm. super nice. And so you can get that going. Um, but generally speaking, unless it's an around an event like the Arnold, the Olympia, CrossFit Games did really, really well with that, but a lot of their stuff's outdoor. Strength sports in particular, even the World's Strongest Man in-person viewing isn't insane, right? You know, it's not that the numbers aren't crazy. So I think yeah. that gives a benefit to what we're doing now. Yeah. It's obviously all about scale. If you have a, a 900 square foot gym and you're running just even a local powerlifting meet, you might get 30 people trying to watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there obviously are things you have to get around with that media stuff. I think's obviously easy because we live stream we do all that now um but it's not to the same scope um of of what espn does at a basketball game they have three reporters two announcers three guys in the studio right they have all this stuff to worry about we sometimes don't even have announcers they just kind of live stream it yeah um i think the other benefit is that it's not a team sport Uh, it's an individual sport so although you kind of have to be in the warm-up room i don't know if you guys ever competed in weightlifting or powerlifting even strongman there is a warm-up area you have to be around other people but you can monitor that really uh if you just you know temperature check just the just the athletes maybe Mm -hmm. not the viewers or whatever um and you only allow them in a coach in the back now you cut, you know, who's around you by half. Right. Not as crowded. You space racks out. There's there's just, I feel like it's more easily manipulated because you don't move your feet in these sports. Right. One, it's not a team right, sport. Right. Two, you're not, you know, you don't, technically you don't have to come in contact with anyone. Judges, you know, it obviously helps if they're closer and they can see. But even at a normal meet, judges might be six feet away from the barbell.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Or more mm-hmm. um, to
1: begin with. Spotters and loaders, get a little close. Um but a lot of it's just set up so differently than the NBA, where even the referees are getting spit on, <laughs> yeah, uh, literally or figuratively by players. Yeah, you know. So I think it has benefits. Yeah, we've heard of people doing meets in the middle of this mess, which I don't recommend if you're indoors. But um, anything in life can be adjusted, and through adjustments or hurdles, and this getting deep. Uh, there is there's room for innovation. There's always room for innovation, and I don't mean putting plexiglass around your treadmill. I don't think that's the innovation I'd like. (laughs) Um, But I think there's ways to be creative and do cool shit Mm -hmm. um, through adversity. And so... I look forward to it. You know, world's strongest man stereotypically is outside anyways, which is cool. Maybe you find different cities to go to in our areas or maybe a new event comes of it somehow. Or, you know, there's just always cool shit that can happen. Um, Even in our gym, you know, how we set up our equipment and we moved it around a bunch of different times and part of it was for our aesthetic, part of it was for function, but part of it was to keep things six feet apart, to have an open space, not only for COVID, but just it feels good to be in an open space as Mm -hmm. an adult a gym's an, a gym should be an adult playground. Yeah. And so if you're stuck in a 24 hour it doesn't feel like that. It feels like an office with equipment in it to me. Yeah. Um we you know we wanted it to feel open. We wanted it to feel breathable. We want you to have fun. So um I think all those things should be on everyone's mind. Uh the cleanliness I think is the biggest thing in our world to begin mm-hmm. with. Um that plays a role. Um but sadly contracts and media and stuff doesn't have as much of a role in our world yet.
0: No, no they don't. Um I will say that uh, uh, I think that something that everyone should get behind, uh, It's especially all of us lifters should get behind this, but I would hope that politicians start to figure it out and stuff too, that that uh, access to a fitness facility is essential. It's an essential business. And even if half has to operate under modifications or whatever, that it should be continued. He should continue to be able to operate there should we should not be in a situation where unless unless you're doing you know spin classes in a you know master bedroom closet with yeah. fifteen people um yeah. we should figure out a way for that to be that essential element of our lives to continue without you know drastic interruptions like we've had it's yeah. it, it it just it seems to me as though its it 's a little bit of security theater in that you're you 're tamping down the things that you don 't really understand what the interactions are going to be, and there 's some possibility that there 'd be a problem and so you don 't actually pay any attention to the the actual uh, transmission or outcome or any of that right. kind of stuff. you just sort of tamp stuff down or try to try to squash it for some period of time and i don 't think that from a mental health standpoint, from a physical health standpoint. Um, and and really, all this is about physical health, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that it is it is time for uh, people to make their make their wishes known about the essential nature of uh, of exercise, of fitness, of lifting a weight yeah. of. All of that. There's a,
1: so many variants, and in, in at least California, and I imagine even nationwide, there's two categories. There's like health club and fitness club, mm-hmm. and what's in a fitness club? Like you said, it could be, it could be. I mean, there's no square foot rule because yeah. it could be 500 square foot with 80. Cycling bikes, right? And you're all spitting on each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, opposed to Alan Thrall's strongman area, which has a strip of cement that's yeah. tw- 50 yards long, yeah. and all you do is walk back and forth right. by yourself. Yeah. Um, those are much different cases for transmitting some type of virus, yeah. um, as well as, you know, uh, most niche gyms, weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, um, and even CrossFit. I don't want to bag on the boys cause I think they do a lot of good things, but even CrossFit now you have 20 people next to each other doing burpees and obviously right. you can space them out and everyone can adapt, but that's like the typical nature of it. As opposed to powerlifting gyms, you have three platforms and one dude on a platform deadlifting by himself. Um, different than a cardio room, mm. different than a yoga studio, different than, you know, everything, boxing, b- jiu-jitsu, you're rolling around with you. There's such variants, t- 24-hour fitness or planet fitness or crunch fitness, all these places that are, their goal is purely business and not that ours aren't. We want to make money, but we yeah. want a community and we want people to love what we love. We want to share what we love, clothing, family, fitness, mm. lifting heavyweights together, and we built a space for you to enjoy and us make money. Crunch only cares about numbers. So if they could fit eight thousand people members, they're going to do it. Right. They don't care. Um, and so them trying to adapt to it is much different than us trying to adapt to it. Yeah, right. Um, and that's the issue, right? And I'm sure restaurants and this is just the niche that we know we've lived for decades. Whatever niche you're in, you're an engineer. You might be able to great make a great argument for your craft as well. Um, or restaurants, you know, there's variance in restaurants. I understand that every Industry has one, but the overall benefit, I agree with Jim more than anything, is that physical wellness is the number... That's literally the conversation of COVID, is about physical wellness. And what are the things that we can do for physical wellness? Well, Mm -hmm. eat pretty good, sleep pretty good, hydrate pretty good, and move your body. In particular, lifting weights is one of the greatest things for your mind, your body, Mm -hmm. and your immunity. So I'm not saying, though, before you chop this up, throw it on the internet, that lifting weights cures covid we're knowing lifting weights might not cure shit, but it's going to lend us to a better, longer life in most aspects when we're trying to think about general wellness. Um, and I couldn't agree with Jim more. I wish obviously a lot of things, but I wish there's more attention paid to the individual on many scales, whether we're talking financial help, just even guidance with businesses and the individual's health actually in mind. Mm -hmm. Is that individual uh, community, Of city, county, state, America, actually being held um, in forethought when these decisions are made. Um, Again, this turned more political than we probably wanted. But what 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 are these? Every decision that's made, and that's again going to you know step one: keep your gym clean. Step one thousand: make your gym an experience and look cool. Right there's this spectrum of of care, health, and decisions. Every decision we made has a reason. We didn't just do shit mm-hmm. that's like my biggest pet fee programming i was thinking about i was ranting to myself the other night like programming lifts like i don't care what your reason is mm-hmm. to do a bossu ball dumbbell but you have to have a reason if you just want to do it because honestly you could tell me i'm doing it for instagram i think it's cool that's at least a reason that's the worst reason yeah. but it's at least a reason have when you make a decision when you make a move when you have an action have an intent behind it right and obviously some carry more weight Than others uh we put this platform here because it's six feet away and we want to it's a good place it looks good for instagram it'll keep someone six feet away from another platform like we have multiple reasons that i think are more important than just uh uh you think it is cool but every action should have well thought out plan behind it um and i just don't see that with shutting down gyms yeah me either On that note Let's get out of here Uh, Ladies and gentlemen Do me a favor Share this out on Twitter We're hopefully Going to be getting Some YouTube Some YouTube clips The link Twitter Instagram If you share it We will retweet you Helps us grow so much And I do appreciate it We're doing our best To keep schedule But no promises As holidays And Life is hectic as shit. Uh, Hopefully, we'll chat with you every single Wednesday. Rating and review on iTunes and Spotify helps a lot. I'm Salah Mike. Follow us everywhere. 3rd Street Barbell with the number three uh, clothing coming real soon. So, uh, latest drop coming, a little bit cozier. Keep you warm. Um, Teasers going on 3rd Street, and pay attention to 3rd Street Barbell on Instagram.
0: And I will say that we have um, repurposed the Twitter that we had um, uh, access to. And it is now Good Company 3SB for the gym on Twitter. That's uh, capital G, capital C, capital SB. Um, so check that out. Oh, we're going to be pushing out some stuff on there. Obviously, I am at the Jim McDee on all the social medias. This show is 50% Facts, where a percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. And we'll talk to you next week. I hope, I think, probably. Yeah, but you know,